Hey guys, we're switching it up a little bit today and we have a comedian on the show. It's It's been a while since we've had a comedian, but he is a great comedian, very funny guy, Jeremy Hotz. He's award-winning actor, writer, and comedian from Canada, and he's got a tour lined up there right now, and we're going to talk about that, plus his work on Speed 2, his work on The Jon Stewart Show, his uh, work with Jason Priestley on uh, Call Me Fitz, and how he ran from the police, but also how he foiled an attempted mugging talk about his anxiety and so much more. Stay right there. Please welcome Jeremy Hotz to the show. How you doing? Hi, how are you? You're so mellow. This is not what uh, yeah, I expected. It's early in the morning and I'm, you know, it's, uh, I don't, uh, I'm not hyper when I wake up like that. I, I save that for the stage where it'll do some good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So tell me you got this new tour and I'm, how do you even say this? I don't want to say this wrong because I'm going to sound like an idiot. So I'll let you announce the name of the tour. It's called the Marquis de Sade tour. That's oh, all okay. I did have it right. Damn it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's uh, we just dropped the E because I'm known as miserable. So that was sad. And then I think I looked like a moron and then they put a wig on and then I held my dog. That was it. That was the whole <laughs> thing. That was the whole thing. And then everybody's gone crazy for the poster. Uh, who know? You never know when you come up with a title of a tour, if it's going to be something that this one seemed to catch everyone by surprise. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No, it's say. it looked interesting. It was like a like a revolutionary. I, I don't know. There's probably some sort of smart thing behind it that I don't get because I'm dumb. But me I like neither. It. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Okay. It yeah. Looks so it, it looks classy though. That's all. But it has nothing to do with the pervert, the real Marquis de Sade, who is like a who's like a you know what the, that's what sadists are named after. You realize that, right? No, see, I didn't know this. This yeah, is why I always learned. Truth. Yeah, he was okay. the first guy that liked uh, slapping people, and that made it it made him uh, happy. <laughs> oh, this yeah. There's a lot of people like that in the world right now. I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. Or there's a lot of people that could use one, right? <laughs> yeah, that too. So, is it only Canadian dates right now? There's no U.S. dates. Well, you live here. US? I live here. Yeah, I play yeah. the states too. I live here though. I play mostly clubs here, and then what I do is. Um, I work on uh, I work on the big theater shows and I do them in Canada. <laughs> so you're bigger in Canada because you are. Nice. Canadian. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm from Canada. I moved from Canada. Yeah. Yeah. But didn't you weren't you born in South Africa? or something? I was. But, you know, we were one when I moved. So, you know, oh. I told my parents, hey, I don't agree with this apartheid crap. And they went, the kid's <laughs> right. And we we, we left. <laughs> <laughs> so what who's your like? uh Home comedy club in LA. Do you have one or you just bounce around? Like, do you go to the comedy store? Are you regular there? Laugh Factory or? It's factory, uh, improv, comedy and magic club. Oh, the one, Her Beach. Her really Beach? Good yeah. one. Yeah, the really good one. Yeah. That yeah, one's yeah. really cool. I went to go see a friend uh, perform there once and he, and it was sold out. So we're sitting there backstage and all of a sudden, uh, this guy, this really tall guy walks through the door. It was Kevin Nealon. That's right. I was like, holy big shit. Big stars. Big stars. That's the big star club. And that's the, that's the best club in California. Period. Without Is that. it? Absolutely. Yeah, do they I mean, still do a lot of magic, though? I didn't see any magic. Well, when I was... you know, you know, some, it's variety is what they're really. It really should be called the comedy and variety because it's sometimes it's a juggler. The guy, but he's juggling like 
a chainsaw, a bowling ball, and a severed head or something. You know what I mean? Like the that crazy. Sounds interesting. You know, magic. It, it, and it, that variety's changed. To put it that way, it's like I I saw a guy walk on and he he had taught his dog to open and close his mouth like this, and he did ventriloquism like he was doing the dog's voice. Yeah. Oh wow! And it timed with the dogs. That's it's pretty good. I mean, you got to say it's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's amazing. Well, you yourself, I mean, you tell me about these awards that you've won. The two Canadian comedy awards, the uh, I don't know, I'm not familiar with them, the Dave Bro- Broadfoot oh, Comedy the Genius Award, Award yeah, and then yeah. uh, the Best that's Male Stand Up in 2009. Yeah, the Broadfoot Genius Award there. That's a that's a big deal for Canada there. That's a big one. You know, that's not a that's not like a just a best comic of the year thing. That's kind of like <laughs> here. <laughs> we yeah. like you. We're good. We're calling you a genius. Enjoy. And then they give you a shard piece of glass that you can't take on the plane because they think it's a weapon. So how did you, did you have to ship it home then? Or I wrapped it up in newspaper and because it was a Canadian airline, they didn't even look through my luggage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, that's good to know. I feel safe now. So, about- you know, whatever. It, 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 listen, it, it's a very nice thing to be awarded something in your career because you don't mm-hmm. really go looking for anything. Right. You just mm-hmm. wanna, all you want to do is do stand up and make people laugh. And then when, when you're recognized for anything, you should be grateful, you know. Right. But isn't that the whole point of stand up? You want to. Yeah. You want to make a lot of people laugh. Like if it's just your family, then you're not really a stand up comedian. Right. But you'll say you are. you know there's a lot of that going on right a lot of a lot i'm a comic really yeah i do open open mic night on you know three three times a month wow it's like there's a lot of that going on everyone's a comic now right have you noticed well yeah or a supermodel on instagram yeah everyone could be a supermodel now it's amazing that's just like what what remember myspace yeah Okay, the, this, the, what's going on on Instagram right now with all the supermodels and the women wearing bathing suits? That's the same thing that happened on MySpace, except they were naked. <laughs> that's all I'm saying, you know? Well, that's what OnlyFans is for. Now, see, now they can make money off of that. If they don't just post it for fun and attention, they can actually make a lot of money off it. Off of what? The uh, When they're actually naked and then they for their own fans? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you know that girl, like the Cash Me Outside girl, whatever, that was on Dr. Phil? She's yes. like one of the highest paid... Uh, OnlyFans people, like I think she made like sixteen million dollars last year or something from OnlyFans. That's incredible, and she's not even doing porn. She's just showing <laughs> herself naked. I think I don't. I don't even know if she's naked. She might just be in bikinis. I don't know, but she makes this sixteen million dollars, and she—that's the talent—is just being a cute girl. And I waste my time writing an act. <laughs> Doesn't that get frustrating? Like I will think I do a really good podcast and I have these great questions and a rapport with a guest and I feel so like cocky almost. And then I'll see this girl on Instagram, post a bikini photo and I'll get 2 million views. And uh, of course, like, of course. Want to quit. Half the people looking at it are guys. Of course it will. I mean, we're visual, you know? Yeah. I mean, what do women do? Hey, look. And then you, we do, we do our whole lives. We look, that's what they do. So, yeah. you know, and yeah, then they go, don't look at me. What? <laughs> Well, yeah, and didn't, didn't tell me the story. Didn't you um, play the Playboy Mansion? 
You said that was your best and worst gig. Tell me that story. I don't know I the did, story. I did, I did. I did play the. I, I didn't play the Playboy Mansion. I went to the Playboy Mansion. Oh, you didn't have a gig there? No, I met a girl. The, I don't want to talk about that story. It's really that bad. Yeah, it's not one of the better ones. You know what I mean? Hey, damn. Yeah, I went to the Playboy Mansion once. That's that's the whole story right there. <laughs> that's. A, I mean, that's still pretty amazing that you got to do that. But mm-hmm. have you seen that? Have you seen the new documentary on Hefner? I did. Well, I haven't seen the thing, but I've seen it advertised. Yeah. Well, that was creepy. I did not know a lot of that stuff. Oh, you've watched it already? Yeah. Is it, it was very? Really, is it very creepy? Like it's in pretty an creepy Epstein kind of way, or what? Mm, but yeah, it, it borders um, that. I mean, the way the, so some of the stuff he did and kept cameras, and it's just it's, it seemed like a weird dude. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, it was a weird thing to have a mansion with just like naked women walking around it, you know, seriously, like, come on, like, what are you doing there? Yeah. I mean, it's like, I feel like people say, I don't know. I think does power corrupt people or do people who are corrupt go get power? I don't know what the, I don't know what comes first, the chicken or the egg, but I have no idea. But you know, without him, there wouldn't have been Playboy. And didn't his, didn't his daughter take over the magazine and then take all the nudity out of it? Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's going so well right now. Well, I mean, because again, you got these. There's so much internet porn for free. Why would anyone buy a magazine? Because Playboy was a classy magazine. It, it was classy naked women. <laughs> you can be classy on Instagram and OnlyFans, I think. Yeah, well, the OnlyFans just sounds just sounds like another name for just porn. It, it, come on. <laughs> it does. It, OnlyFans. All right. Yeah, sure. Here, what's going on in there? You know, that's like yeah. massage parlor. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, I was so I, I've always been curious because I discovered you like God, it had been like the 90s when you like went viral. I think it was the Just Laughs. Was that where your first big thing that went like that? You had like a seven or ten minute clip or something that went viral. Well, no, not, like, it, it was went viral uh, back the, then. The but Comedy Central, I think, probably presents went crazy. That's what that that's probably what it was in America. If you if you were in the States, that's probably it. Because did you didn't get Just for Laughs stuff, did you? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know what it was. Yeah, I think it was Comedy Central. It was probably called something else. But I remember seeing you like in college and I was really into stand up in college. Uh, well, you probably saw stuff like like I'm famous in Australia because they just for laughs sent those things. They, you know, they had a thing with Australia. So all this stuff went to Australia. So I have all these Australian fans. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's wherever they send it, you know. But just for laughs wasn't on in America, which is why I'm more famous in Canada than in America. Had it been, it would be the same, you know? Oh, okay. That's it. That's it. Okay. So explain the process, because I've always wondered this, and I I listened to some interviews, and I I cannot find the story of how exactly you developed your stand-up persona. I know that you were, it was a festival in Montreal, and people were telling you, you got to do it this way and do it that way, and then you just... So you just came up with this character, but like, had you practiced that before or did it's you just, just think me, of it? Yeah, head? I mean, it was so, I was so nervous when I was there the first time that I put my hand in front of my face and my friend said, you got your hand in front of your face. Don't do that. You got to show your face when you go on. And then I just, they kept saying, take your hand away from your face. And I only found out that I was, I only realized I was doing it when they told me that was it. And then it was just the way I was feeling at the time. And then I, I felt like, you know very isolated and then i went on and i did a uh uh what do you call it a new faces show you know because i was young okay and i annihilated <laughs> jesus christ you know so i I'd, I'd had all this high energy and i just 
sort of stood there and told him how I really, you know, my body language told him what I was really feeling like. And that was the beginning of the end for me because I wasn't going to jump around on stage like a crazy person anymore at all. You know, were you doing that before? Yeah, I had energy. I had crazy energy and I didn't know how to control it. And, you know, there was that. And I just hadn't found myself yet at all. And then right before the festival, I did which was really lucky. It was very good timing for me because I broke out because of that. Yeah. So it's like the hand in front of your face, but also it's like, I heard people say that, um, that you're on the verge of cracking up, but I, I feel like it's cracking up laughing. Like you're, you're, you're like, or sorry, sorry. Someone said you're on the verge of tears, <laughs> but I think it's more like you're on the verge of, of like, cr like you're going to laugh hysterically. You know, it's all that, you know, they, it's all uh, that. It's like nothing you've ever seen before is what he's trying to tell you. And yes. Now no, you'll you remember it because you, there's no one. There's no other hots. You can't do it except <laughs> if you're me. That's the only way to do it. Yeah. You know, you got to be, you have to be angst riddled and have generalized anxiety disorder or else you can't really do me. So yeah. it's just like kind of an exaggerated version totally. of yourself. Totally. Okay. That's what it is. When I'm at my, at my absolute worst, you know. When the meds aren't working and the doctor won't give them to me and he's not even really my doctor. <laughs> Are you so you're still doing the meds and stuff? I can't do the big strong meds, eh? That's the problem. That's the major problem because the big strong meds uh for anxiety make you I wouldn't be able to write material. You can't. So I actually still have to I go it's not as bad as it used to be. I still go through some stuff before I go on. You know, it's not an easy uh, it's not an easy time, you know. Right, because if you if they give you the really strong stuff, then it just it takes the whole edge off. And yeah, then you, you go to sleep essentially, to like sleep. out of van and stuff like that. You walk around like uh, like a millennial, you know, a zombie. <laughs> 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 I'm such an ass. Good uh, lord. <laughs> no, but so and then do you still have your uh, you still have your your emotional support dog? Yeah, Shaq. Shackleton, Shackleton yeah. the Wonder Dog. Yeah, I still got him and. I bring him on the road and uh, he's he's becoming quite a bit of a celebrity. When I walk uh, him down the street, I'll hear Shaq and then he'll look and then he'll look at me and I'll go. I don't know that guy either, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he's yelling your name. Just keep walking. Let's pretend we didn't hear it. <laughs> so he's OK with the uh, the fame and like going on the airplanes and stuff that doesn't bother him. He likes being with his dad. I don't think he likes the autograph line. No, but he's got to do it because, you know, he's learning to be a team player. <laughs> <laughs> Is there an autograph line after the shows? Oh, yeah. Jeez, my God. That's, sometimes that's longer than the show. That's cool that you do that because some comedians just bolt after the show. No, I don't do that. I, I uh, My fans come first and that's the way it is, period. Always will be, always has been. That's, that's just the way I am. You know, without you them, there's no me. You know, right. It's not like it's not like if you look at my career, I've been one of those guys that's you know, the networks all go this guy, that guy. I pay no attention to them at all. You know, did you I ever have advance. because I know you you done uh Leno and Letterman and stuff. Did anyone ever uh pitch you like a series for yourself or anything like that though? Oh, many times, but you know, I mean, obviously I, there's that ethnic problem. <laughs> ethnic? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, we got a problem there, and you know. I'm too New York for some things, if you know what I mean. <laughs> or too Canadian? No, not Canadian enough, apparently. Yeah. Oh, is that Whatever. the problem? I guess. I don't know. I Interesting. Don't know. It's odd that you can be a household name for something in a country and never really have your own show. Really? Yeah. That's so that. 
you're that big in Canada. Like you're like a household. Like if I go to Canada and 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 say your name, people know who you are. Yes. Yes. And they wouldn't give you a show. Well, I never really, you know. Who cares? Why do you think I left? <laughs> <laughs> you like, like I knew this. I knew this. Yeah. You know, I moved years ago. Yeah. You like L.A. better than Canada? Listen, it's my life. It's, I live here. You know, I mean, there's nothing. I love can the Canadian people, you know, most of them. But uh, uh, the bottom line is I don't live there anymore. But I'm still Canadian as hell. Like I I, I watch the hockey on on uh, on satellite TV. I mean, you can't stop me being Can I'm wearing a Vancouver Canucks hat. They're not even my team. It's just Who's laundry your team? day. I like the Leafs, you know. I, I don't like to say it, but I do, you know. Is that the closest? Because you're from, is it Ottawa, right? So is that the closest team? Or? Eh, there was no Ottawa when I was a kid. There was no Ottawa oh. hockey team. So it was uh, Toronto. My brother was a Montreal Canadiens fan. So I was a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. That's the way it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah back in the day, man, you know, when growing up in Ottawa. Yeah. It's changed. That's got to be culture shock coming from Canada to L.A. That's like. Two polar opposites, and well, I guess in some ways, in some the weather-wise, at least. I lived in New York first. I, I wrote on the John Stewart show for a year and a half, and so I got to live in New York, and so I had a bit of a prelim to it. But there's nothing like Los Angeles, you know. It took me, you know, I, I mean, every, you know, like it's violent. It's different than Canada. I mean, like <laughs> they, the guy today asked me, I did a thing for Winnipeg, and the guy asked me, uh, uh. You know, you live in America, so, you know, aren't you worried everybody there has a gun? And I'm like, dude, not everybody here has a gun. I have drones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so tell me about you mentioned the John Stewart thing. So tell me that story, because didn't you submit the sketches to Kids in the Hall first and then John Stewart uh, got a hold of them and then they they hired you from those based on those sketches. No, I submitted sketches to the kids in the hall. And then um, I submitted sketches to the John Stewart show. And then I got the John Stewart show. Is what oh, they were separate. Ske they weren't the same ones. Yeah. They weren't the same, you know? Oh, I think mate, I don't know. I don't know if it was a similar pack. It might've been a similar pack, you know, the way you send out a pack. And then um, I'd never sent anything out before. And then I got a gig like right away, man, you know, like they didn't know who I was or anything. Right. I had no, I just got a gig, man. You know, was that before you kind of broke out through stand-up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Like my manager at Just for Laughs that year that I broke out was the was the executive producer of the John Stewart show, Barry. I met him there, and then he said, "I said I don't have a manager," and he said, "I'll do it." And then I broke out in Montreal that year just by chance. Okay. So That's what, what happened? It was all just like. Everything just happened. What can I say? I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, what? So, what were the sketches? Do you remember what? You must have had some good ones. I can't remember. There were about a one was about a cockroach. I don't remember. But we wrote some really funny things on that show. I wrote with David Tell on that show. He was no he was way, really. Yeah, David Tell was on that show. Who else was on that show that you would know? Tom Hertz, another stand-up comic from the back in the day, and then and he became a showrunner. There were like all the guys on that show. A lot of them, anyway, were like uh, uh, like right like like uh, stand-ups, like Steve mm -hmm. Higgins from like. Uh, 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 the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, you know, the sidekick, Steve? Mm -hmm. He was a writer. He was the head writer on that show. Oh. Yeah. 
So what did you learn from from working on that show? Oh, never be a writer on a sitcom on, on a on a on a show. Never do that because really? you write the jokes and then another comic says your stuff. That's garbage. I wanted to say the jokes, so no, and never do that again. So I got to act in a lot of stuff because I was a good actor, and that's yeah. why that I had a really good time on the show because of that. You know. Okay, but then so then you did this the newsroom show. Well, well I didn't see that. Is that a Canadian show? Because I never saw it. It was a show, yeah. It was shot in Canada. It was on uh, P, uh, the the Foofy Network and PBS. Uh, that's where it was on in America. Yeah, they, they okay. Was and then it was like the newsroom was uh, uh, before. Um, the newsroom was like uh, it was like a, a you know like a behind the scenes look at a newsroom, except it wasn't. Like, there was another show called Newsroom that was a drama, an Adam Sorkin thing. Oh, that's not the show. Yeah, this the newsroom. This was different. Yeah, yeah, it was, and it was a comedy, and it was really funny, and it was done in like a you know a very played down style. It was really good, and we won awards for that. Yeah, you won a Gemini. What is that? The Canadian Emmy, or what is that? Yeah, it's like a Canadian Emmy. I think they changed the name. It used to be called uh, the Golden Mountie. <laughs> <laughs> really? Wait, I thought uh, Mountie was a Canadian police. Is that? Yeah, Mounted Police. Okay. Everybody jokes about the Mounties, but that's why there was no Wild West in Canada. We had like a, guys on horses shooting bad guys. <laughs> they didn't have that in the West. <laughs> right. Oh. I, your, your bit on the you know USA versus Canada. Oh, my God. That's that's so classic. Is that still one of your most favorite uh, bits from everybody, all your fans? Yeah, they do. There's more of it, too. I've written more about the difference. Now that I've lived here, I can really tell like the differences between Americans and Canadians. Yeah, we just look the same. There's it's completely, completely different people, you know, uh, Canadians are closer because I've been to England. They're closer to English people. They are. They are. That's what I've heard. Yeah. It's, uh, it's more Europeanized is it, what it is yeah. it, in mentality wise. You know what I mean? And if you look at the if you look at the way they make their buildings, too, it's very American. And then there's really European for a second. You know what I mean? It's like Canada kind of has culture a little I, although they never mention it you know right i mean what do you know about canada what's the first thing you think of when you hear canada well so i grew up in seattle so for me canada was like the place that i'd go to drink when i was 19 i'd drive over to the border and go to vancouver and, and i was like oh i could go to a bar this is so cool it was mm -hmm. awesome see now let me tell you something i grew up in ontario where you could drink when you were 18 but it was right next to hull which is quebec and you could drink when you were three in Hull. So we all just used to go over there ever since we were young, man, because you could buy beer in the grocery stores when I was a kid in Quebec. For, with no age limit? Not really. No. Hmm. You know, the French, like, uh, Mexico. And the French are very liberal when it comes to things like that. Drinking, nudity, stealing. <laughs> Do they have a problem? A lot of problems with stealing over in Canada? No, I just said it. I, you know, okay. me, you know, I feel like people are so polite in Canada. Like it would, it would just be too rude to steal something, right? I don't know. I mean, what, look at uh, you. Never trust Quebec. That's all I'm saying. All right, it's because it's because it, they speak another language. So the whole thing about it is they're plotting. Like it, that's what that's what it comes from. You know, that's right. So. <laughs> The, all the internet went down in Canada one day. I don't know why. I think one of the major carriers had a big problem. So all the internet was off for Canada. And I thought, uh-oh, Quebec's going to attack. <laughs>
that would be that would be funny. Do they have a military? I see. I never think of that. Like Canadian Army, there has to be some sort of military there, right? Oh no, we have military. Absolutely, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, we have good military. You just you never know, hear about it or anything. We, yeah. They need look at in every war. You need a country to show up, get in the middle, and go, "Hey guys, break it up." And that's what we're good at. <laughs> all right, Canadians are good at that. Yeah, with we that are. voice too. Look, there's only fighting if a hockey game is happening. That's that's Canada. Oh, we fight over hockey, nothing else. Right. How come nobody ever talks about you know, you always hear I'm in Arizona now, right? So I always hear they're always talking about the border and the and all this, the border security. You never hear about the border to Canada. Oh, we don't have a border? What do you do? Seriously. <laughs> a, it, oh, I think there it's a line. You can go yeah. across it. Okay, whatever. Welcome. You know, just go back the same way you came. <laughs> I, I mean, it. but but America's starting to get kind of nutty. Like, do you think Canadians yeah. are starting to worry? Like, Americans are going to start coming into their country, or I think they do already. I think every time there's an election, I think there's a movement of Americans into Canada, right? Because they're not mm-hmm. going to put up with whatever president they're electing or something. I'm putting my foot down and I'm moving to Canada, and then they move to Canada and they go, "Hey, the prime minister's shit." <laughs> there, there you go. You never. It's just bad everywhere. That's what happens in the world. You know, yeah. sorry. It's never going to be like it was when you were a kid because everything was fanciful when you were a kid. Do you remember? Like, oh, when, yeah. Remember how, mu- how much snow you thought you had? It's because you were smaller. That's all. And it's, it's, it's the whole thing. The world wasn't really better. I think we just know more about it now. So we're much more wary. You know what I mean? Like, do you watch those crime shows? Oh, yeah. Like Forensic the, Files. Holy you know, shit. Crime that scares one. me. Talk about generalized anxiety. Yeah, those are those are bad for the world. Those are those true crime things were about the murders. You know, (laughs) come on. But isn't it good for people to be cautious? I think sometimes people are too trusting. I watch those shows for one reason only when they catch the guy. I can say you. That's the only reason. (laughs) That's it. That's the only reason. But don't you? Isn't there a part of you, too, when you watch those, you go, yeah, you idiot. You think like if I was going to kill somebody, I would never do this, this, this and this, even though like hopefully you wouldn't ever kill somebody. But you think in the back of your head, right. if I was going to kill somebody, I would never get caught. No, that's what that's what the psychopaths think. You know, the other, yeah. the regular people think, why would you want to kill somebody? <laughs> no, you think the that whole too. concept of it. Yeah. The whole concept is just so I got to kill this person. What? Yeah. Like and on purpose. What are you nuts? Like, that's ridiculous. You know? Right. And then like it's like the because normal people would have guilt. That's what stops you from How doing you that. Get, but they don't they say they don't have it. They say that they don't the, they say that a true psychopath doesn't have any guilt. Right. So if you kill someone, you don't feel bad about it. Which is weird to me. But see, even without the guilt, wouldn't you have the fear of going to prison? Yeah. That would be enough. Even if you didn't have the guilt, it would be like, oh, I don't want to spend the next 30 years of my life in prison. Nobody wants to spend any time. You know what? They don't even have a door. Like the toilet is right in the middle. People can watch you take a dump if you're in jail. That's horrible. There's no doors or anything. Come on. There's no privacy. I would. That's what that's what keeps me out of the jail. The whole where the toilet is thing. Have you ever had any brushes with the law? No. What are you talking about? I mean, they, they, <laughs> come on. Once once driving back from the laugh factory, a cop chased me. Chased you? Yeah, he was behind me in his, his car there, but I I got away. 
<laughs> what? I got you a mini and I know it, I know the route and I, I know to click the clicker in the garage before you get there. And I just went right in. <laughs> and that was the end of it. And then I called my friend because the cop was parked outside there. And I said, can he do anything? And he went, no, he can't. Just stay inside. Don't go outside. That was it. That was the end of that. You know? Really? Did he yeah. have his lights on and stuff? Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> so then he just gave up? Nothing they can do, man. <laughs> really, I was, you know, once I was on my property, apparently, according to my friend, he would need a warrant. <laughs> you know, you've seen that on those shows. Yeah. 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 So that's yeah. the tip. If, if if you're speeding and a cop uh, tries to pull you over, just drive home, go in your garage, shut the door and they can't. <laughs> I wasn't speeding. OK, oh. I went through. Uh, it was my neighborhood. I was going home and I went through two or three stops. <laughs> this is what I did just to get there. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then yeah. he, I guess, saw me doing that because he was hanging around the neighborhood like a creep. And then I uh, I just kept going, though. So I had a bit of a lead on him, and that was enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah you're more yeah. of a rebel than I not, thought. I'm not, I'm not proud of the story, really. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. No. Follow the law. Whether it's a cop or a Mountie, you got to listen to him. I remember what it was. I was going home and he he put the lights on and I went, oh, I got to take a piss. I'm not going <laughs> to. I just stuck off because I had to go take a pee. That's all I did. That's all it was. I didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> I always wondered that. So, yeah, what if you really have to go to the bathroom really bad and the cop pulls you over? That could be, and that's maybe that's why you're speeding because you got to get home. It's an emergency. <laughs> Whatever. I got out of it. Yeah. And I got out of it. I, I got away from a criminal once too. A real, I got, I almost got mugged, but I talked my way out of that too. The other way too. That's what? Tell truth. me this story. Yeah, I was walking the dog. Uh, and then a guy came out of the bushes and he went, give me your wallet. And I just looked at him and I went, I don't bring my wallet when I take the dog for a walk. And he <laughs> just walked away. He turned around and walked away. And I had my wallet the whole time. I just lied to the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow that's ballsy i yeah. love it yeah there's a big half-hearted mugger wasn't he didn't really escape <laughs> off immediately it was like incredible a simple lie thwarted his plan jesus <laughs> did you just think uh, of that like right on the spot or did yeah, you just said that right away you know again king <laughs> of not the money the credit i don't want to go get new credit cards you ever have to do that oh my oh, god oh yeah even, even when you like your credit card runs out after the you know ex expiration date or and then they send you a new one and then you have to change all your automatic payments and all of them, all of them. You <sighs> see it's a garbage world man you know it's a it garbage is. garbage world that's the problem but no it's still not as bad as remember having to like write a check and like mail it to the the electric company and stuff oh yeah. that was hell <laughs> writing checks you mean yeah and having to mail it was so annoying trying to find stamps and envelopes and like oh that was such a pain in the ass yeah you don't have to do that anymore no, now they take it spoiled. directly out of your account so you can't keep track of it. <laughs> right. Yeah, they do it, all, which is better for me because otherwise I wouldn't budget enough to pay the bills probably. Yeah, listen, but I do my best, right? Do you have a business manager? Me? Yeah. No, I'm a shitty podcaster with like 10 followers. I don't have a business manager. I'm a, I'm my manager. I'm my production assistant. I'm everything. <laughs> okay. I was just asking. Relax. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I've just never been. That's hilarious that you would think. I feel no. I feel special that you thought I might have a business manager. That's I don't awesome. know. I don't know. Maybe you got something on the on the side that you're doing. I don't know. Maybe you invested in Tesla. I have no idea. What <laughs> that would have been a good investment. Or yeah. uh, what's the other one that everyone always the crypto thing? What's it called? The oh, uh, I don't know if you make any money off Bitcoin? that crypto. Everyone seems to put, lie that they do, but they're they're not rich, so I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Well, right, it's like the thing. Well, people are trying to jump on it now, and I told my friend, I'm like, look, dude, you're like 20 years too late for this. Oh, like when it but first you never came know, out, though, because you never yeah. know. I, I guess there's some way, but look at it, when when everybody went west to get gold. Remember that back in the days you heard about right. it, the rush. I'm sure one guy went late and found some. So they're you know, possible. Like, yeah, well, the, most of the people that were there first probably they had a better uh, shot. You would think, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want to be too. It was like my buddy who was buying all these houses in like 2008, and then the market just boom, it crashed. I'm like, you're a little late on that. Dude, that happened to a friend of mine. Don't kid yourself. Like the when the bottom fell out of the real estate market, he had just spent like a million dollars or something on it, and then it, his house was worth like a hundred thousand. Yeah, there's so many stories like that. Yeah, I mean that was like you know. And I bought a house when that when it when the thing plummeted. That's when you were supposed to buy them. Remember when they were? Yeah. Cheap? Oh, okay. That was so yeah. after the prices plummeted. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the house you're in now? Yeah. This is my oh. this is my dump. It's not a dump. I got a really nice place. But uh, they, those stairs, you go up, and then there's um uh, there's a naked woman that I pay to just stand at the top of the stairs. <laughs> really? That sounds fun. You'll have to have me over sometime. That sounds yes. like a blast. Yes, it's my it's my fans only thing. I like to. Feel. <laughs> <laughs> you should get on there. There's somebody to get on there. there. I got to get on there. Yeah. Mind if I show myself naked on Facebook? I don't really care. <laughs> Do you? I, well, sometimes you know. Huh. Not like Tommy Lee good. when he just drops the dick pic and just uh, I, I don't do that, man. Those okay. are, those are those, guy, who wants to see a guy's junk? I, yeah, come on. I don't like, think anybody I never does. understood that. I never understood like, hey, I'm gonna send you, I'm gonna send you a picture of my groin. <laughs> what? Oh, I can't wait to <laughs> how does a woman see it and be happy? This is joyous. <laughs> God. I think that we think because we like to see them naked that they must want to see us naked. We, it's called junk for a reason. It's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! You know, we got like five more minutes. Okay. Oh, I, I I have some other questions for you though. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, some of the TV film work you've done is is kind of intriguing. Like you did uh, that show Call Me Fitz with Jason Priestley. Tell me about that experience because oh, I fun. loved. 90210. I was a big fan of that. Is he really that cool He's in real really, life? Yeah, he is. He is. He's a really good guy. And and I I you know I hadn't had any because uh, he's an actor, right? So I never yeah. ran into the guy. But he's Canadian too, like me. Sure. I never I never ran into the guy before. But uh, I got this gig, and then it turned into four episodes. It was you know, I, and and so I got to stay in Halifax and work with their cast for you know for four shows it was great and uh i was working with him was really good and he's a really good looking guy and you know he had a car accident right did you know that yeah i heard and about he that smashed up his face and you see the guy and he's still way better looking than me unbelievable oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah me too i'm sure yeah i yeah. People like that piss me off, but uh, yeah, that's good. So he's a nice guy in real life, too. Oh, yeah. We, he's a really nice and funny. He's a funny guy. He's got like a really good sense of humor, Jason Priestley. He really does. Huh. 
Is yeah. or is it good to do those acting gigs? Like, cause don't you get like a royalty check? Like well, if the you money. Them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't think about that though. You do it to, you know, oh. it's, there's a whole camaraderie thing to Like when you're working with other funny people, it's a really, it's acting is a different thing than standups. Just my show. And with the mic and the thing, and it's mm -hmm. all my thing. This is a collaborative effort. It's a different thing. And you're working with a team to make the best possible thing. And it's, it, you know, there's safety in numbers, you know, it's like you got a whole army of people working towards and that was a really, it was a really good experience, honestly. Yeah. What about Speed 2? Was that fun? Ah, I know the movie didn't do as well, but like it's still, that's a big budget. That's, movie. that's big probably the budget biggest budget movie you've ever uh, were a part of, right? Yeah, I was gone for eight months shooting that movie. Yeah. Really? Was your role that? I'd have to rewatch it. I haven't seen it since uh, yeah, it came out. Months. But I was in Cyprus and... uh uh, uh uh, we went we left in Flo left Florida. Oh my God, that took forever to make that movie. My God, you know, wow. I mean, it must have been horrible. But I got to meet, I got to uh, dr drive a wave a wave runner with uh, Willem Dafoe. I got to uh, hang with um, uh, 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 I forget her name now. Just I blank. Sandra out. Bullock. Yeah, got to hang with her, and uh, and then I did uh, right after that movie. I got to do another one called. Um, uh, my favorite Martian, and I got to yeah. uh, hang with Elizabeth Hurley and Daryl Hannah. Ooh, yeah, eh? remember Splash, the chick from? Oh Splash? yeah, yeah, yeah. And Elizabeth Hurley, oh man, she was so beautiful back back in the stunning day. Stunning woman, That's like a model, stunning woman. You know, like yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, I know you got to get going here. Um, Tell me about, are you still doing the uh, uh, radio show on Sirius? Yes, the radio show House is of now, Hots? yes. The uh, the new show, uh, The Hilarious House of Hots is on. It's on uh, uh, Sundays at 7 on channel 138. Uh, it's, on, uh, 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 it's on in America as well, on demand uh, from Sirius as well. You can get it. Once again, The Hilarious House of Hots is what it's called. I interview, uh, well, my friends who are actually famous. So there you go. That's all it is. And it takes place here. This is my set, essentially, what you're looking at. You know? Oh, nice. That's why I have better lighting than most people do, because we actually, that was part of the deal. It had to be easier. I knew I wouldn't do it. So they decided to do it from the bottom of my stairs. <laughs> okay, nice. <laughs> they, well, figure, that's... they figure I walk by here every day so I could just quickly do a show. Is it on, So is there a video component too, or is it yeah, only audio? That's coming too. Oh, That'll okay. On YouTube very shortly. And then we're also going to run it on uh, uh, Facebook Live and Instagram. Instagram. So don't worry about that. You'll see it. It's coming. Okay, cool. So we got the tour. We got the radio show. Anything else you want to promote? No, no. <laughs> I'm not really good at promoting stuff. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, we got a, oh, the charity thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got the charity. Your, your publicist said something about something. Now I forgot what it was. It's comedy gives back is what we talk okay. about here. Uh, uh, and it's, uh, you know, like the, some, some, like not all comics get to, you know, it doesn't go well for everybody, you know that, right? So, you know, it's a, it's a tough thing. And then, and there's sure. nothing, nothing really looking after the people that don't really, flourish and uh this is what this is and uh if you uh uh you can donate by uh texting uh laugh to 707070 or you can go to comedygivesback.com and you can you can read about what they do for uh, people that are you know struggling with this this is a very if you're not in it you don't really know it's a very difficult business where only well like you know, uh, uh, different. A lot of people that you have never seen are really good at not getting an opportunity. It really isn't 100% based on talent.
It is that, no, that's what I'm learning after doing these. I'm on like this, is like almost 300 episodes of my podcast, and I'm learning and you know, hearing these stories. Uh. It, it's really interesting. And I actually just had somebody on that who's very successful, but he didn't have his first hit until he was 40 years old. And he said, "Look, you can do everything right in the entertainment business or music business, and lose, and, uh, and you could still not make it." Uh huh. So yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's very. It's- <laughs> like it's serendipity, you never know, you know. So, uh, but but you know, and because com, you know, there's no union, there's no. So who's looking after guys? Nobody, right? Or health insurance? How do you get health? I mean, not Canada. None of that. None yeah, of that. that's cool that there's a charity for that. I did not know this existed, so I will put that in the show notes along with your website. People can see it in Canada. Hopefully, you'll do a U.S. tour. Oh, I'll have to drive to L.A. I'm only five hours away. Or, now it's like seven with traffic, but all well, if you're in Cali, you can see me at the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always playing out down at the comedy magic club or the, or the improv, you know, you'll, you'll be able to see me. No problem. Do you put your, like, like your weekend, if the local, do you put that, those dates on your website or how I would don't, I, I don't, people get really mad at me that I don't do that. Like if I'm I, in LA and I'm like, I want to see you, how do I know where to go? It's a good question. <laughs> Usually, I would say. I would say that usually, uh, you know, through I'm on bands in town, and, and usually oh, bands in town, they I love that site. Thing, so then it tells you if you follow. Okay. All right. Very cool. I'll let you go. I know you got another interview. Thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Uh, okay. It was a lot of fun. Okay. You have a good day. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you again to Jeremy Hotz. Check out his website for current tour dates or check out his stand-up specials or clips online. Very funny comedian. I hope he comes to my neighborhood soon. Uh, Did you enjoy this interview? Do you like comedians? Let me know in the comments if you think I should do more of this. And uh, also, if you're on YouTube, check out my comedians playlist. We have a bunch of great, great comedians that have been on the show, like Mark Normand, Fahim Anwar, Tommy Chong, and many, many more. Uh, And also make sure to subscribe wherever you listen or watch so that you'll stay up to date with future episodes. Have a great rest of your day and remember to shoot for the moon.